Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. Here comes the Rocket from center. Passes the blue line. Moves it on goal. Shoots. He scores. Henrik scores. Henrik Sedin on the power play, and it's 3-0. Tries a wrist, and he scores. Quinn Hughes with his second of the afternoon. It was the power play which ended up costing the Vancouver Canucks. Elias Pettersson gives the Vancouver Canucks a power play goal and a 2-1 lead. It's an eight-game point streak for Brock Besser. And the Canucks have scored on their last three power plays. It's 4-0. Welcome, everyone, to uh, an isolated, uh, what do we call this, a social distancing episode of the PP1 podcast. Um, Brayden wasn't able to join us this week, but uh, we found a guy that uh, we literally just went through Twitter and tried to find somebody that was willing to come on um, at a moment's notice. And um, I don't know if you've... Yeah, if he's going to be a black ace, I tell you, we we did okay. So um, joining uh, Ted and I this week is uh, Ryan Schapp from Pucks on Net. How's it going, Ryan? I'm doing delightful, and I'm glad that I was probably the 46th or 47th person that you DM'd, but the first <laughs> that said yes, and it, that that's warms that warms the cockles right there. So I'm delighted to be here. I haven't left the house much today. I got my my last roll of paper towels. <laughs> this is we're gonna make we're gonna make the best of this situation. Should we tell them? Should we toilet paper? And anytime you get the chance to use the word cockles, you take it. Uh, my problem isn't toilet paper. I have toilet paper. My problem is paper towels, and I'm. Uh, and I don't know about you boys, but I am a wasteful. I, I live on my own. I'm a bit of a bachelor, uh, and I don't like to use plates. I don't like to use dishes. I like to put all my meals on paper towels, and and I like to waste the shit out of them. And I can't do that right now. So you're like the John Garrett of podcasting. That's yeah. awesome. That is yeah, awesome. John's talking about fake Newtons or something like that. <laughs> like if it doesn't... I got a couple fake Newtons in my catcher in the 80s, and uh, one time they got smashed up, and oh, it, was, it, was, it couldn't get them out of there. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to make a save with crumbs in your crease? <laughs> Jeez. So, um, we always like to do a little bit of digging around and try to learn a little bit more about our guests as they're coming on the show. I... Popped your name to Google, and the first thing that comes up. Do you know what the first thing that comes up to is, by the way? Oh, the first thing. I uh, I don't know. What would be? So the Google says that you're actually a 15-year-old uh, hockey player. This is uh, true. Yeah, playing with the Hamilton Huskies, midget AAA. Um, no, no, minor midget. Minor midget AAA. Yeah, you, throw, you show up on Elite Prospects. Very cool. Uh... Has that ever? Has anybody ever like mistaken or asked you? I mean, you work obviously in the hockey industry with this podcast. Has that ever happened to you? Somebody's like, "Oh, are you the guy that plays for the Hamilton Huskies or anything like that?" Does that oddly or strangely happen to you? No, I don't look like I'm. I mean, if I shaved my beard, I would look like I'm a minor midget player and look about fourteen, fifteen. But I was just thinking about this yesterday. It's funny you brought this up because I'm like, you know, Shap is such a it's like a very European, um, Dutch kind of name. So there's probably lots of lots of soccer players that have it. I'm like, there's no hockey players that have Shabba's last name because if they did, like, I, you know, if he played for if they played for the Arizona Coyotes, I'm gonna buy that jersey. So <laughs> and now I got a Ryan playing in Hamilton or wherever, or wherever one Podunk town in in Ontario. Like he could make the show, and then he's gonna make. Uh, I'm gonna buy that jersey. So. Little positive news on this isolation day. Yeah, exactly. Who yeah, knows? He's got some work to do. I think he's got 32 games and seven points, but uh, he's okay. young still. Yeah, there's lots to go still. <laughs> he's four, 14 pims. Actually, he had a pretty good playoffs too. He had uh, two two goals and three assists in 15 games. He had 10 pims, so it looks like he uh, likes to mix it up a little bit. Hey, give me all that matters is the playoffs, baby. Regular season doesn't mean shit. <laughs> so the next thing that 
pop that, that pops up when we do uh, obviously the, the Google search is the fact that you're um, communications officer. So uh, oh, no. you got, oh yeah, I guess yeah. I did update that. Yeah, you got a lot of things going on. Obviously, Pucks on Net is the th first thing that probably pops up that we're going to know about aside mm -hmm. from an elite prospect. So yeah, what are you guys going got going on at Pucks on Net? Obviously, you have press pause. You guys are still going with some stuff up there trying to keep people loose and on some sort of topic just to get their minds off things but you know we appreciate that you got some things going on but yeah tell us about what's going on with pucks on net and what you guys do well like we i wasn't sure if uh you know like you, you can only ask people to podcast you know so much and so regularly when there's a global pandemic on but we <laughs> got together on monday and it seemed like something we all really wanted to do because you can only sit inside and look at your phone and watch the news and and just kind of to have the same existential tr uh, dread over and over again. So we had a good time just getting together, and it's a bit of a bit of normalcy. And I imagine that's what you boys are doing, you know, tonight. You know, this is something that's going to get your mind off of all, everything that's happening outside, and just kind of put you at ease. So we did that this week. Our episode was called "The Distraction," and we had a lot of fun recording it. And 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 now it seems that everybody wants to. We're hope we all seem keen to get together next week, and it's just. All, it's all about distracting people because God knows I every podcast that I subscribe to this week because I'm working from home in, in air quotes you're working from home there's right. only so much you're going to do exactly and like every podcast that I subscribe to I'm listening to almost immediately so I'm like you know I think that people are looking to get you know that regular content that they look forward to to kind of keep things normal so exactly we had some positive feedback about that yesterday, so that, that's we're just gonna keep going as long as we, you know, can before the World Health Organization uh, shuts us down. Yeah, um, I have something to say about your podcast too. Um, like, do you feel like you guys have sold out your fan base by discussing fantasy and fancy stats on more than one occasion? Oh yeah, that happened. Hey. Well, I'm. Uh, he's when when you're right, you're right, Ryan. And, and you're right there, but. You know, I, I refer to it as the, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? The contradictory Pucks on Net Fantasy Hockey League, which has actually been a lot of fun. We just try not to talk about it too much on the show. But over the years, I've grown to realize, like, there's a lot of instances in hockey where you're having a debate or an argument or you're trying to figure out who the better player is, and mainly when it comes to defensemen, and that's when analytics and, you know, advanced stats really come to your benefit. Yeah. We're like, oh, Jamie Benz, what hell of a good, he, he, you really noticed him out there, like, he's having a great year, and he's... then you kind of, you don't even, like, do a deep dive, you scratch the surface minimally, you just kind of run it, it's like, it's like you run your finger over a dusty bookcase, and then you're like, oh, it's actually, he's not having a very good year, and he's yeah. not having the most, you know, profound defensive efforts. Like at all. Fantasy stats are good. Okay, well, that's, that's a, that's a good answer, that's, that's a good way to weasel out of it. That's that's fair. I'll I'll give you that. Um, so I, I guess I kind of this we're gonna we're gonna grill you. So there's a ton of two person podcasts. How do you guys? How have you made it last for as long as you have um, with three and for a time? Well, a good chunk of it four people. Like how does that work so well for you guys? Um. Well, I when we, when I when we came up with the show, there was a couple things I wanted because. You know, you, it's, it, as, as comfortable as you are with your buddy, it's sometimes pretty hard for just two dudes or two people to talk to each other and kind of get laughs and, and riff and have banter. So I, I wa always wanted to have, you know, at least three people. And then with four, which just kind of happened, it's like it's like with Iron Maiden, they, uh, one guy left, well, the guitar player left, and they got another one, and then the old guy came back, and it's like, fuck, well, let's just have them both. Or all, there's like four. <laughs> So we just we had like uh, uh, an abundance of people, and that kind of contributed to longevity. Where you know what, like oh, I can so and so can take a week off because there's th still three people, or two people are messed, you know, can't make it. You do a two-person show, or everybody can make it. That's great. So it's 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 hard. It's like wrangling cats. Some weekends is when we had four, uh, but it, it it really helped. And you know, with Dave was in Ottawa. You know, now he looks, you know, and now it, the the uh, the pinnacle of his Monday is, is Skyping in. So it's like everybody knows what we're doing and when we're doing it. So the, the cat herding is gone. But, the, you know, that definitely attributed the longevity, the fact that we've been doing this since 2013. 
that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that really is like a crazy amount of time, especially for a podcast in this in this town, I suppose, covering this team. And, and yeah, it's I mean, that's some serious longevity. So kudos to you guys. Thank you very much. It's just funny that, that, that we started podcasting in the torts here. And, you know, I never say that we're going to continue, you know, every year, you know, we take a year by year. So it's like if we it'd be funny if we started in the torts year and then we finished when there was a virus that turned into a global pandemic that shut down sports in the world for a few months so what a good way to go out. you seriously call it that <laughs> wow like you're better than the simpsons how did how did a, a local hockey podcast know that that it was going to come to this so what are, what are you doing with your spare time right now i mean obviously pardon me we know you know at the very least that you're watching a ton of wwe network because <laughs> um, that shows up you can't erase that stuff it's on your timeline um, but aside from just wanting to know what you've been up to the last little bit I mean while you're in doing the WWE thing do you got a favorite era and a favorite wrestler that you're watching right now like what are you getting into uh, I, I, I think I posted on my Twitter but like I don't want to watch the news like we're overloaded yeah. with news on our phones. Like I'm getting push no, I'm getting push notifications from the CBC every 15 minutes. So I'm like, I don't need to watch news. I don't want to watch sports. Although it's very interesting where Tom Brady's going to go. The box. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought it? Not me. Uh, but, Not me. Um. Oh, excuse me. But yeah, it's I for whatever reason, and it's and it's on at the house right now. It's just I leave the WWE network on because it is isolated from the doom and gloom of our world. But uh, I'm working from home uh, the last two days, and I didn't really go out on the weekend. And I'm doing a lot of nothing. I'm doing a lot, listening to a lot of podcasts. I'm playing a lot of NHL 20. My uh, virtual Canucks, Jacob Markstrom, just went down with an ankle injury. He's not going to be back till March 18th. I think I've, been, I've probably played about 10 games of franchise <laughs> mode a day. <laughs> Are you are you one of those guys that plays all the AHL games and the NHL games? No, I'm not a psychopath. That's no, I couldn't do that either. <laughs> Who has but the time? I'm getting, to the point, I'm getting to the point where I'll be able to, like, as soon as we get to the, the Tampa Bay Lightning game, I'm like, well, now I can twitch the games, and, like, here comes the simulation with, with yeah. how the team should look. So, yeah. yeah. And you know that, that, that Corey Hergott's doing it the other way? He's not playing any Canucks games. He's only playing Utica games. Hey, hey. We don't kink shame here. Whatever you do. <laughs> one or the other, right? Wow. We're really sorry, Corey. Please do not hate us for that. Oh, Corey, just hate me. It's fine. So um, I got kind of another... Uh, I think this is uh, pretty topical, and we kind of chatted about this. Uh... Oh, hang on. I didn't answer my, the question about wrestling. Oh, answer your question. Go yeah. nuts. I mean, the greatest wrestler of all time is obviously the pride of Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Brett the Hitman Hart, and the best era, and everything is looked at with rose-colored glasses, so, I mean, I, I, I was, I can't say that uh, the Attitude Era was as good now through my lens as it was as a 12-year-old adolescent boy who thought that swearing and boobs were the greatest thing in the world, but Bret Hart, baby, as you're saying, right? Yeah, well, he... I can't knock you that. My uh, he, he was definitely my favorite growing up, and that cage match in SummerSlam '94 was uh, it was a classic. Doozy baby, might watch that again a lot of times. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure you could watch it. You know, pretty much the cage match. Uh, you know, cage match Sundays or something, and that's all they've got. Hell in the Cell Wednesdays. That's not a bad idea. I might I might call them on that. Um, so like we were going to talk about like just you know where do you see covid going like is this uh are you working on an app uh that uh you know a dating app we're gonna leave that we're gonna leave that one alone um you know we're i was just telling you before too like ted and i like we were still kind of bummed out about that columbus game like over a week and a half ago like you know is that still affecting you or you know are you over it now man i was like it's just we joked about on the podcast on monday but like that Islanders Canucks game was not eight eight days ago now. Yeah, it feels like months ago. It does. It really does. And like, I I mean I was pissed off about that Columbus game. I remember that's like in the last you know in the month of March I definitely got emotionally invested in the team, which is something you're never supposed to do. We've learned that the hard way many years. 
But yeah, I remember that game. I went to bed angry. Or not angry, annoyed. I went to bed annoyed. I woke up Monday morning still annoyed. I'm like, what is wrong with me? But as, again, like, I was super stoked on that game, on that Islanders game, which, like, a lot of positives were in that, came out of that game. Like, Thatcher Demko had about 145 saves that night. You know, he was a, a positive contributing factor to that team win. And now that all gets thrown to the wayside and you just, you focus on other things now. So it's like, it's, I, I want hockey back. Like I'm, I'm, I got super stoked about the idea of uh, isolation. And then you realize that you have no time to yourself throughout the week because you watch so much sports. Yeah. And now without sports, like, oh, well. Now what? Now I have all that time to do all that stuff. And you realize you're like, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> no, when all the bars and the restaurants are closed, yeah. you're like, maybe don't hang out with your friends. You're like, well, great. That's I everything. I got books I gotta read. <laughs> I don't even have any books. <laughs> <laughs> like, the library is closed. Like, you guys are really killing us here. Yeah. It's tough, but I mean, this is, this is character building years. Like, our, our generation, like, anything, I don't know, in the last, last couple generations, I never had to deal with anything like this. Like, we're going to remember this time for the rest of our lives, and we're going to remember the time we sat in our home for a, you know two weeks straight, let's say. Oh. It's, uh, it's crazy that you said that. Actually, I was talking to, to my daughter today about that. I'm like, you're going to remember this time. I, mean, I can think of all of the times that I was told that I had to leave school because it was shut or locked down mm-hmm. on, like, one hand, and, like, a couple of them were snowstorms. Like... Yeah. This is unprecedented what you're going through right now, and you're going to remember this. This is like a crazy time in our lives right now. So um, obviously we're in the thick of it right now, and, you know, you're talking about, you know, missing hockey. I mean, I think we're all missing it, and we didn't realize how maybe how much it filled our lives. But do you think that they're like – when it comes back, are you going to look at it differently? Are you going to just get right back into the mode that you were before, or is it just going to be like this honeymoon stage all over again when hockey is back? Like, what's what do you feel like? I've been thinking about that, and, like, I think there's going to be a bit of a honeymoon phase where, like, when we're, when they're like, all right, the the spread of this virus has died down, and you guys, you know, it, bars can open, social gatherings can happen again, like, you know, I, like, I'm, I'm not going to be hesitant about that, I'll, I'll dive in head first, I'll open up my eyeballs and my mouth really wide, and, like, you know, and I'm not going to be afraid of the, of the coronavirus, but, like, it's gonna it's it's gonna be delightful because you know what like we are uh, if you you know absence makes the heart grow fonder and like yeah when the Canucks come when the hockey comes back and and the Canucks are healthy and like I mean like like if there is a shortened season like Jacob Markstrom is likely going to be healthy mm-hmm. uh, Brock Besser is going to be a hundred percent the team who was already pretty banged up and exhausted before the season put on pause, it's going to be, you know, rested 100%. Like, this is, it's going to be very exciting. And it's going to look weird in the in the record books. And it's going to make no sense when you try to explain it to people 10 years from now. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and I'm glad I'm not tasked with the decision of, like, how to award the Stanley Cup and, and, and create the playoff structure or the regular season or whatever. But I'm going to enjoy whatever they come up with. Imagine. You know, that's the next question, right? I mean, we've all kicked this idea around. Where are you at? I'm, I'm thinking there's a couple of scenarios. Like, what do you think is going to happen? What do you want to see happen that's a realistic scenario? And what is an absolute sideshow that you would just be cool with watching? Uh, we'll start with the fun one. The sideshow is like uh, like a 24-team March Madness situation. Oh, yeah. I'm all over that. Now, and I said this on Monday, but, like, we're Canucks fans, and... And, you know, we are an insecure and fragile bunch, but if there was ever a year where the Canucks won, air quotes, the Stanley Cup, it would be where they didn't play four grueling best-of-seven series. They wouldn't, it would be, uh, it would be they've won uh, four games and won a best-of-three against the Florida Panthers. I'll take it. I will take that every day. And I don't, um, I give it to me, I don't care, but... There's that. That's my sideshow option. I was listening to Thirty One Thoughts today, where you know have uh, have a Stanley Cup awarded in December. You know, cut the season off now. Have a shortened one, or uh, resume the season in like October and do proper playoffs, and then do a short season and then another uh, proper playoffs. Uh, I, I could see that being a possibility. 
but I think that it's so it's so hard to tell right now. Can you imagine if they awarded it on Christmas Day? The Stanley uh, Cup champions, like, you wake up, you're like, oh, I can't wait to watch the Stanley Cup today, and you're like, wait, what? It'd be, it'd be, it'd be confusing, it would be strange, it'd never be done before, and, and I'd be delightful, but I, I, I don't have, I don't have a, all the ideas I hear, they're like, oh, that's a little far-fetched, but then you kind of think about it, you're like, but everything about this situation is far-fetched, yeah. there's no normalcy here, just... Put them all on a board and throw a dart. Like, let's see what happens. Yeah, this isn't this isn't a, a, a half lockout season, forty-one game business. Like, yeah, I mean, everything is within realm of possibility right now. All we know is, I, I believe today, Bill Daly announced that next season will be an eighty-two game season. So I, I wonder how that impacts the current season, and what choices that makes available to them. I mean, I think at the worst, they 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 get rid of the bye week in the next year. Or it starts a little bit later, and maybe it's a little bit more condensed because, and by that I mean it's just a normal schedule the way the schedule should be because the bye weeks have sort of ruined everything. So I mean, just they they just want to award the cup this year in with by the you know by August or whatever. So I mean, just either give me a best of fives, give me. Uh, give me a, a two or three game uh, warm up training camp regular season games to even out all the guys that got again. I don't know, but just it's it's gonna be fun to watch. I uh, I would hate to see them come back and play like if they finished like a regular season of some kind and uh, they lost like five nothing in that first game back after all this weight and here's like here we go again. <laughs> Like, all this weight, and you're thinking, oh, everyone's healthy, we're going to go, we're going to actually get the playoffs, and I'm like, 5 nothing, and it looked awful. Then all what? Right, so, so that's your worst-case scenario, a 5 nothing loss. To Arizona. Um, Arizona, of course, they're going to lose to Arizona. Uh, Brock Besser will, um, he will fracture, like, three toes on each foot. I wasn't going to go that far, that's cruel. Like, I was just what? saying they lose. <laughs> I'm just saying we're we're painting our worst case scenario here, and like another strange, very specific, unusual injury for Besser in the game, and uh, and like Taylor Hall somehow injures uh, Elias Patterson on like a, a clean hit that just is on a wrong angle. So you, that is our worst case scenario. You're sick, man. Basically, the Larson hit from a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's already happened, so yeah. Mm-hmm. You are a sick, sick man. So, uh, Ted, um, did you have a question, or I've got one here? Um, so, uh, obviously, with this random uh, pandemic that we're now facing, we were all excited before because the cap was going to go up, you know, from 84 to 88 approximately. And we're thinking, okay, well, you know, money has now fixed our problem of, you know, all these signings that we didn't know how we were going to make. And then they basically say about a week into all this that, well, the cap might stay the same as it is this year, and all of a sudden, now we actually have bigger problems than we had, you know, going into this season. So, like, now what? Like, who do we keep? Who do we let go? What do they do? Because, I mean, it's changed completely, like, three times in the last month. Here's who we keep. You keep the foundational guys. You keep all the bottom sixers. Because on the Canucks, whoever's making the most money, they're the best players. That's how you do it. I like you. I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> um, I think we all outlined... and jib in the same episode. I'm just putting that out there. This is old school podcasting. Yeah, this is a, this is a podcast from 1919. The last, right now, yeah. yeah, the last time a Stanley Cup was canceled due to a, a worldwide flu. Um, we were talking about this, the worst case scenario. Well, not the worst case scenario. It's just like, it's going to be a, a very accurate possibility. And that's that Louis Erickson or uh, Jay Beagle, likely Antoine Roussel, based on what Zach McEwen showed us, you know, making $45,000 a year or whatever it is, because it ain't much. But they're going to, they the, front, the Canucks front office is going to ship out those guys, your bad contract guys, and they are going to include your... Your jet woos or, you know, I know this is going to hit close to home based on where you boys live, but your Cole Lins and they're going to trade away their draft picks to package 
these bad contracts to your teams like Detroit or Arizona have done in the past where they weaponize their cap and the you know and I hate to point to uh, the the two the two factions of Canuck fans you know they're your pros and your antis and the pros are going to be like look at that you see that he made the Jim Benning made the cap space available he did what needed to be done and the antis are going to be like well he's doing He's clearing up his own mistakes by trading away prospects and picks. Like that, just that two wrongs don't make a right here, and it's just it's not a good ideal future for for the Canucks, for their prospects, for their picks, and for their front office moving forward. I definitely think that we were having that conversation early on in the season, and that guy that was being thrown around as that piece that we could somehow move out to get rid of a guy like Louis Erickson was Jake Vertanen. Uh, but I think he's kind of pushed himself off of that radar, at least for the time being. But, I mean, he's almost gone from a guy who we can move because he's a valuable prospect and still has some value to a guy who now has shown he can play in the league and now has value to other teams who might want him. So it's almost like he went from, from bad to possibly bad when it comes to moving a contract like Erickson. You know what sucks about Jake Rutanen having his come his breakout? Like, you know, he was going to score 20 goals this year. That's what all fans... And, you know, media types had speculated and hoped and predicted. He does it. He was having his year. He figured it out. You know, he, he stayed <clears throat> mean and lean and trim. And he was playing hard. And he was looking good out there. And he could play. He could slot into any line on the on the team. We were, as fans, we were collectively waiting for this to happen. And in the last year, a couple of years leading up to this, Jim Benning goes out and gets Antoine Roussel, who is a more expensive Jake Vertanen. And so I'm like, okay, now we got two of these guys. Then he goes out and he gets Michael Furlan, who is going to be a more expensive, slightly more experienced, proven, yes, but also injury-prone or dealing with injuries, another version of Jake Vertanen. So now we have three Jake Vertanens on the team. And now, to get rid of one of them, we're going to have to trade... The actual uh, Jake Vertanen. <laughs> the actual Jake Vertanen with the... Oh, uh, so the frustrating. Thank you. When you explain it out, when you put it out there in the most basic, you know, the basic language uh, possible, it's the most frustrating and annoying thing in the world. But in reality, they had no patience for Jake. And yes, he had some tough years and he had some struggles and he was his own worst enemy. And maybe he was spending a little too much time barbecuing on the lake up in Kelowna instead of being in the gym and that's fine he's young but now he's here and you have like four other guys like well he's also we got in, we got these guys just in case we had to trade Jake or Jake didn't work out and now and now he's just you know he's got nothing he's got no move it's scary it's like the, that all in a microclasm <laughs> is basically the, the whole good Branson thing right I mean trade oh. for good Branson trade good Branson acquire Pearson but then everybody's like, well, look, I mean, he, but he got Tanner Pearson. Well, yeah, but I mean, he had to give up the pick in McCann to get Kid Branson and so on and so forth. So I think that's the whole make the piece, get the wrong move, make the trade, fix the trade. But yeah, I mean, all the you hear a lot of kudos about fixing that trade, but we shouldn't really have been in that, that spot to begin with. He also gave up a pick with Kid Branson to get Tanner Pearson. So now Tanner Pearson costs Jared McCann and like three picks for Tanner Pearson and I'm like I I might want to have Tanner I might want to have Jared McCann and those three picks instead of Tanner Pearson who don't get me wrong is having a great year and but there's a That's lot true. there's a lot more to this trade and this arc of this this trade you know history than just one good NHL season there's a lot and, more <laughs> underlying factors here don't you love it, it? Yeah, it's such a funny thing, dude, because like all we, we hear so much cloud and so much talk about banning in this regime's ability to draft. But then we're talking about it being okay and trading off picks and not having a guy like McCann and getting rid of those picks. But what if we had the ultimate drafter that everybody says, you know, Jim Banning in this regime is? And what would have happened if we had those picks in our hands? I mean, we could only say that good things would have happened based on how this team is picked or how we perceive them to pick. Well, Jim Benning is a uh, excellent drafter, and he has an excellent he is an excellent uh, you know junior scout. And there's no everybody can agree on that. Like, you know, it's him, it's it's Brackett, it's the whole team of scouts. You know, Ryan Johnson was big on getting Brock Besser in, and and I forget who was big on. I don't think Brackett was big on Patterson and and Hughes, but like 
you know, not every GM in the league is out there drafting and scouting exclusively. Like there is a good team in every, there's a good, you know, makeup of front office staff in every team and Vancouver's no exception, but like his strong suit is drafting. His strong suit is my is junior prospects. His strong suit is not negotiating contracts. His strong suit <laughs> is not negotiating trades because the one thing he's good at is drafting, and he constantly shoots himself in the foot by trading away every possible pick he can to try to make the playoffs. Jim Benning would be great if he was the director of amateur scouting for the Vancouver Canucks. People would love he, him. Him he, and Judd Brackett would be studs. He, he is that, except they gave him a few more titles and paid him a few more dollars, and they're like, oh, oh shit, shoot, we should have just done one of those things. But then we'd have to hire two more people. Like, yeah, you can hire two more people to do those jobs. Yeah. Oh, it well. sucks, man. It's tough. It's tough. I want the Canucks to win, and I don't want to be a, a pessimistic person and you know a, a jaded fan. But when you just out, when you just outline it there... And then, you know, you're like, oh, well, hindsight this and hindsight that. And at the end of the day, when you just outline it like that, it's 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 a hard pill to swallow. Um, this is a question, I think, that affects all of us. Um, definitely Ted and I in the next month or so. But uh, what hurts more right now? The fact that there might not be Canucks hockey or the fact that slow pitch might get canceled for the season? Uh, I got my uh, email. We don't, we don't play slow pitch, right? What? <laughs> yeah, what do you play? <laughs> What's, what is it, softball? We play in an Orthodox league. Whatever, it's all the same. Is that an Orthodox Jewish league? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, I'm just sort of joking around. They get all pissy when you call Ortho slow pitch, but it's like you're allowed to throw the ball across the plate as fast as you can without doing a full windmill. Wow, I'm gonna, really? I'm gonna take a yeah, big so L on that one. Steal bases and. Oh and, shit, that's awesome. Yeah, snap wrists and everything. It's pretty cool. It's just, uh, it's hilarious because they actually get super pissy about it if you call it slow pitch. Yeah, it's I'm going to take a massive L on that one. <laughs> it's so funny you call it that because um, our, our we play like just the beer league, the beeriest of beer league softball. Like we're lobbing it in. But in our in, in one of the neighborhoods we play in, um, they're like, oh no, you can't play there. The Orthodox League is playing there. And I'm like... <laughs> And I was like, and I thought they said, I don't know if it's, how, how do you pronounce it exactly? Yeah, you said it, Orthodox. Orthodox or Ortho is another one. Okay, because like, when I heard Orthodox, I thought like, Orthodox, like Jewish league. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, the, the you know, our that, field is like, Yeah, is it the same field? <laughs> no, because our field, the field that I heard this in was, uh, is off Oak Street in Vancouver, and Oak Street is, you know, the Jewish neighborhood, and, uh, and... Oh, what are they called there? I forget what their temples are called. Synagogues, I think. And so there's a handful of there and kosher kosher restaurants in Delhi. So I'm like, oh, I didn't know that there was an Orthodox Jewish League, but that's cool. Like, that's awesome. And softball is the best. You do you. So I love the fact... Yeah, I love the fact that it was just, like, a really badass version of softball that's really fast. I actually now want to be in that situation with you at that exact moment because I think it would be that much funnier. <laughs> just we'll the confused here, look right? on your face. Ring for us in the tournament if ball gets going again. Oh, sounds good. But yeah, I got my email saying uh, that everything's kind of postponed, and we're supposed to start the last week of April, the first week of May. And we got a ringer this year. We have uh, um, lovable Canucks Twitter personality, and he's on Canucks Army, Chris Faber. He's slow. He's actually... I don't care. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, listen, this scouting report of him, he was. He was uh, he was recruited by U.S. Uh, college teams, and, and here's here's how I know he's good because he's like he had like a knee injury or something. He's like I'm just a DH or first baseman. I'm like you can play whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> and he's like he's like he asked me. He's like, okay, uh, is this slow pitch? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, like how slow? And I'm like, I'm like we're just lobbing it over the plate. Like it's got to be a six foot high arch. He's like. Oh. <laughs> just meatballs. Yeah, and I'm like, well, you're hitting, you're hitting third every uh, game from here on out, pal. Yeah, I don't even need to see, I don't even need to see game tape. I don't need to see like your scouting report is good enough for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm just playing one of those leagues where they like they you're only allowed so many home runs a game. 
Uh, no, we don't have that. We got mercy rules in, in six of the seven innings. But I've seen my buddy play in Victoria, and the uh, you know you you have your home run quota because yeah, they bring in studs that just you know belt it forever. I don't like that rule. I mean, mainly because <laughs> I was the pitcher on most of those, and I can't hit them over the fence. So it's uh, that's where Ted comes in. Okay, Ryan, I interrupted you on your question, though. I'm sorry. I think that's good. You just you just correct me. That's all. You didn't interrupt. You just made sure that uh, I, I knew what was up. <laughs> all I, right, Ryan, I got one for you. So, noted boom bap fan. You like that sound. What are you listening to right now? I mean, who are you guys? Obviously, we know a lot of those East Coasters, but, like, what are you into? I mean, what's something we might not know about that you're listening to right now? Man, I don't even know. Oh, man, what am I listening to? My buddy, uh, my buddy gave me that title just because he gave me, uh, he gave me shit. He's like, oh, you won't like this rap music. You're a boom bap man. I'm like, hey, come on. Maybe um, we should explain boom bap to the to to the tens of twelves of listeners here. East Coast kind of upbeat, kind of fast tempoed uh, rap music, predominantly New York. Um, but that being said, like I am. If, if if we had allegiances to our '90s uh, our '90s uh, hip hop beefs, like I might I might sway west. Hmm. Uh, I was trying to quote "Going Back to Cali" by Biggie, but I uh, I forgot <laughs> it. You, you strike me as a KRS One guy. Hey, what? Remember KRS One? Absolutely not. Oh, <laughs> all right. We might have to pause this thing. <laughs> right now but or any type of, of of rap recommendations i just realized i forgot how good kanye west was and i've been just like the pre the pre 808s and heartbreaks records i forgot were how good how good those were so i've been uh, i've been diving into that a lot oh and and remember when they just put jay-z on on spotify and on apple music they're like he's on here now did that happen yeah it happened uh last month two months ago oh. i think well, there you go and, and I was just like, holy shit, like, because you, you have this jaded look of Jay-Z as like, ah, oh, he's a billionaire. He's rapping about having dinner with the president. Oh, now. That's related. Yeah. That's fucking relatable. Yeah, now he is. <laughs> yeah, that's just like Snoop having a party at a, and his mom and his ain't home and those bitches ain't leaving until six in the morning. But, um, but then you kind of nice. forget, like, you, you, you listen back to, like, Jay-Z's first couple records, like, oh, this is, like, incredible goddamn music so people kind of really got back onto his bandwagon the last couple months he, he's a marksman of the of the rap world for sure <laughs> oh he's very good he's uh well like he just when he, he well he's one of those guys like he spoke and like you listened because there was something to say in those lyrics it wasn't just a track it was you know there's a story there there's truth oh yeah he um like if in the in the conversation of be, of best like pure rapper like of abilities to 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 rap and and just sing like he's probably the best like he's like I can't think I couldn't I, I couldn't suggest someone better just purely at his delivery and how well he could it just as the kids say spit the hot fire <laughs> listen listen to this you heard it here first <laughs> spitting hot fire with cockles and jib. Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 Podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? This, yeah, this might go down as the most uh, referenced uh, podcast, that's for sure. Can you explain to me, here are four photos of little significance taken over the weekend and presented with minimal context? That's one of my many uh, uh, social media gimmicks. Um, the other one, which I, which is kind of on pause because of this isolation, is uh, I see if a good friend of mine is wearing one of my old shirts because he uh, would frequently pass out on my couch and say, can I have some clean clothes or a different shirt to wear so he's made off with probably 10 of my old t-shirts and every time i started i started seeing him and i'm like are you wearing one of my old shirts and it became a uh, very consistent uh 
pos- solid bet that he would be. But my four photos, um, I don't know. I just uh, I, I I consider myself a bit I have to have a bit of an eye for photography, and I like to kind of uh, force myself to take good photos throughout the weekend and kind of document that. And it's just something I started doing last January, and then uh, people surprisingly like it. A lot of people bring it up, so I've done it ever since, and and uh, I, I I like it quite a bit. It's kind of neat. I mean, uh, I, I look at them every week and you just kind of think like, what did you do on the weekend? And sometimes it's just absolutely nothing. And then yeah. there's other times like, where did you go? Like, who who is this traveler? And it's exactly that. It's very, it's very uh, vague and, and doesn't, again, and there's no context. So like, what the hell, where is this? Why is, why did he take this photo? And it's just a stupid thing that I like to have a lot of fun with. And, and, and when people respond positively to those stupid things that you have fun with, that's always that's always a good feeling. Yeah, we enjoy it. What are you out there with your your SLR? Are you an Nikon guy? Are you a Canon guy? Or is that just on your phone? That's just my iPhone, and I've, I'm up to the 11 now. I got one for free from Freedom, but there I had a Nikon for a DSLR for a long time. But it's it's exceptionally old now, so it's collecting dust in the closet. Oh well, um, this is. This, this is going to be a tough one. I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. What do you think people are going to remember your podcast most for? So at the end of the day, is it a couple of bucks? Is it the caw? Is it the whistle? Is it... Uh, what, what's, what do you think would be the one thing people would take away? Um, I think that it's like... Uh, like... We're not. We're not the. We're not the best podcast. We're not the funniest. We're not the most hard hitting. But like, we're all. It's like we're always there. It's gonna be like, like you know, if we decide like, we as like when it's all said and done, people are like, oh man, that was a that was a good show. I should have listened to that more. I think we're just gonna when we, when it ends, where people will just like, our our legacy will be like, oh, that was actually a really good show. But you know. That that's about it. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. It sounded pretty good, and they seem to have a good time doing it. But I just like I always I always market our show as like this should be the third hockey podcast you listen to. You should listen to your Thirty One Thoughts. You should listen to your like let's say you should listen to your Sakaris and Price Drive Time on podcast form, and then when you're all legitimately hockeyed out, then you listen to us kind of bullshit. Kind of talk about hockey, but not really talk about hockey, and just kind of have some fun. So yeah, I think I want people to remember us as like it was fun to listen to. I so think that's what I want at the end of the day. You're the cheers of Canucks podcasts. That's beautiful. And then twenty years from now, when our podcast goes into syndication, <laughs> people are like, "Fuck, cheers! Cheers is a good show." <laughs> why did you compare really them to that? Yeah, yeah, why? Why did you make that comparison? <laughs> I love that. Like you sullied the cheers name. Like I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> I love that man. That's crazy. Um, I don't know what else we got. Like it's. Uh, I know we we chatted about doing uh, something, and it was it's kind of a tough thing because like you're right. Like you kind of want to have. I think people are looking for something to listen to. Like for me, I'm driving around all day. Um, you know, driving around town to, you know, I sell flooring. So I'm going, driving around town, doing quotes and me- doing measuring up jobs. So I'm on the road, you know, for probably a couple hours a day. Um, so I'm listening to your guys and listen to a bunch of other ones. And, you know, you just, you want to kind of have that buddy in the car. And, um, I was, you know, I told the guys, I said, I think we should still do one. Cause first of all, like, I don't know when you're in isolation, it doesn't hurt to, to chat with a few more people and, you know, get oh, yeah. get something off your chest. I mean, like really, there's there's not a whole lot going on. But I mean, you know, we're talking wrestling. We're talking uh, <laughs> we're talking Orthodox Jewish baseball. We're talking uh, <laughs> wrestling. Like this has it all, basically. Yeah. So you know, I think I think that that's kind of the main thing. And you see all these other podcasts, like even the Vancast is still going. Um, I think uh, it's just nice to know, like no one's going anywhere. So you know, even if it's just about nothing. It's uh, it's kind of good to you know shoot the breeze. Like when when something like I I always like when something happens or when there's a drastic change like I've always been somebody like I can remember I can remember my my basement sweep flooded during the Stanley Cup Finals and not that it's important the 2011 Stanley Cup Finals but like you know my my apartment or my suite was just ransacked and it was a mess and we had 
we had you know uh, we had the uh, the the dehumidifiers going, and I'm like, this is such a shithole. Like this sucks. Like first thing I do is like I want my place to feel as normal as possible, and I cleaned it up. And like outside of these humidifiers, like this is still a home, and it's a little cheesy, but like that's kind of how I look at life. So like you know yeah, this is happening, and we're confined to our homes, but like. I still want everything to be as normal as possible, you know. So, you know, when you bought, when you hoard all your toilet paper, you're not going to leave it in a in a pile in front of you in the living room to look at, reminding you that you're in crisis mode. You're going to tuck those away so you don't feel the shame. Not true. Of stealing all this toilet paper. Not true. No, we moved but, our toilet into the living room, so. <laughs> but I you didn't uh, see that analogy coming. I gotta be honest with you. But like, I just, I want. <laughs> You guys, you guys should podcast because this this brings you a lot of joy and it, and it keeps you light and it keeps you positive and you like doing it every week and and fuck it means that last week is just the same as this week except you know there's something going on in the world that we need to you know quarantine ourselves from and outside of that things are the same and you kind of kind of need to keep that positive outlook and and by doing the podcast every week. You're, you're providing that to yourselves and you know whether you downplay it or not you're going to have some listeners out there that are looking forward to hearing you guys bullshit about hockey or life and they're looking for that too and everybody's looking for that same bit of normalcy as we try to deal with what the fuck's going on yeah I don't know <laughs> I wonder what that will be I think that's the big question I think if there's uh, somebody that figures that one out like we've got so and so on and he knows what's up <laughs> Nobody yeah. knows. Nobody knows. Ted, what did so, you have anything going? No, I think I mean, you know, as we head kind of towards the end of the, the caps, I mean, we we appreciate your time on, and you know, thanks for for taking time out of your super busy day to, to be on here with us. Um, but I want to, you know, normally we got a couple of things that we usually try to hit in here, and one of them is dudes and guys, and I don't know if that's a segment that we could hit right now because there's not really anything going on. I think we can do it. I totally forgot about that. Sports world. Tell me about this segment. I'll tell you if we can do it. Okay, no, so we can do it. Guys is a, it was just a little, I don't know, it happened Happened episode zero, essentially. And it was just a way that we sort of refer to players uh, on a regular basis. So, you know, if we look at, if, if we look at, you know, the Toronto Blue Jays, you know, we'll look at, uh, we'll look at Guerrero as a dude, right? Okay. Total dude, five tool player. Maybe not a five-tool player, but a heck of a player who's going to turn the franchise around and, and have great games. And then That's we might look right at there. what are his five tools? Come his, on, his okay, maybe it's a bad reference, right? His hands, <laughs> his feet, his strength. But we were talking about these guys that just fill spots on your roster versus these guys that can be franchise players, and we kind of just broke it down a little bit. And what if that happens like game to game, right? So who's a dude in a game who just played like man, what a dude, versus? Who was just a guy out there? Who was pedestrian? Who did we not notice? Who was below average? Um, and so that's where that sort of segment came from. And you know, obviously, there's been you know your fair share of whipping boys that are they're just guys on this podcast every single week. And different weeks, there's different dudes that show up. And mm-hmm. you know, Ryan's used that time to sort of call players out, call people dudes who normal are guys who norm, aren't normally guys, and they can seem to always come back and have a great game. But that's what that segment is for us. So it's maybe the it's bump. not maybe they get it's the not bump. hockey based. Maybe it could just be anything based. Who's a dude and who's a guy? So if Ryan, you think it's still possible, then I think you should start because I, I don't know exactly how we're going to fill that in. I mean, Which first first of all, like we're we're going to be a little bit uh, unorthodox today, and we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> and uh, I think what happened? Oh, can you still hear me? I can still hear you. Okay, my that's whole. Not your best picture, though. I don't know. Oh. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'll be I'll be pixelated. So um, we're gonna start with dudes, I guess. So I'm gonna say, okay. uh, you know, the fact that uh, Ryan, you can uh, you were able to pop in this week uh, and help us out um, because there's nothing else to talk about, and uh, you're a pretty interesting guy. Not 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 guy. You're an interesting dude. And uh, you know, normally I would probably pick like you know Quinn Hughes or. You know, hopefully Jake would have scored that 20th by now and he could have been our dude. But uh, I'm going to go with, uh, this is your inaugural, uh, you know, 
guesting on uh, the PP1 podcast, so Ryan Schapp is my dude of the week. Well, shit, thank you very much, and I will just like to extend <laughs> this. I'm, I'd be happy to come on the show when there is hockey to talk about, um, so whenever that, that happens and you wanna, you're looking to have somebody chit-chat with you, don't hesitate to ask, because I'll happily be back, but I thank you for that. There I am. I'm here. I'm back. Oh, there you go. Yes! <laughs> Ted, who do you got? Oh, man. I just think, uh, Ryan, I think you, you, you hit it on the head there earlier, talking about how there's just some level of normalcy when you talk about getting on and listening to a podcast week to week. You know, listening to yours uh, just a few days ago was kind of that same feeling. You just kind of dive into it for an hour or so and just sort of forget about everything that's going on because it's not news, right? So... Mm-hmm. Due to the week, I feel like just goes to that local, even though we're not local, but that local podcast group, and I know that you know that family, um, that just kind of puts it out there, shows up every week, and, and is there just because we need them to be, and they need it to be, so yeah, that's that's my dude for the week. This is very unhockey-like, it feels very weird right now. Well, I mean, there are no hockey guys to give dudes or guys to, because... If you go on Instagram and you look at what they're doing, they're all bored as fucking shit. Like, <laughs> Elias Patterson's Instagram story was just him sitting on a lawn chair on his uh, on his balcony and just, like, this is, like, filming his yard. Like, he's so bored. And, and like, there's, they're not, there's something... As long as they stay in quarantine and they don't do anything stupid, any hockey player that's doing that is a dude. And any hockey player that's dumb or... or thinks this is a hoax, which I hope there aren't any on our Vancouver Canucks, then they are guys. Um, <laughs> um, my, I have a prediction for next year. Not that I'm a big football fan. Oh boy, but, here it comes. No, not that I, 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 I'm in a fantasy league with some old co-workers, so that's how I, only reason I watch football. But, based on what's happened, like, the, <laughs> TSN and Sportsnet, ESPN, they are being saved by the fact that there is NFL free agency happening right now. Totally. We actually have something to talk about. And are we like the tampering free agency? Yeah, and obviously like up, like the biggest fucking story of the of a long time is that Tom Brady is going is going from being a dude in in uh, New England to being a guy pending contract signing in Tampa Bay. Like he's going to be just uh, he's going to be a regular guy in Tampa Bay. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Well, he's going to be a good-looking guy in Tampa Bay. I don't know about you, but I'm just hoping so badly that, and that I don't think I'd ever say this, but I hope I hope Brady goes and tears it up and the Pats suck so that one devalidates the other. Yeah, I uh, I agree because, like, I don't necessarily hate, I have nothing against, like, Tom Brady. I have a lot more against the weird cult, the Belichick cult that is the New England Patriots, and they're writing off this guy... And yes, he's old, and yes, he's like worth, you know requires a lot of money, and he thinks he's worth it. Maybe he is, but like you're gonna you're gonna go out and get Andy Dalton from the Bengals to go be your quarter your quarterback after Tom Brady. Like, like what the fuck are you thinking? Like, yeah, I I'd love to see Tom Brady rip it up and in as a buck and like you know give the middle finger to the Kraft family and, and Belichick. So yeah, like he right now he's a guy. He used to be a dude, and maybe he could be a dude again. <laughs> that, that was that was a good roundabout way of getting there. I like it. <laughs> that is pretty good. I was just saying, did Andy Dalton actually sign? I know we were talking about it at work. Did that happen? No, Who knows? no. I'm sure he'll go there and he'll have a great year, and that'll suck. Uh, there's a couple of guys that are out of work. I think uh, it's. I I hate that I get all my information about NFL free agency from. OJ Simpson's Twitter videos, but he did, and he was saying that Cam Newton's likely leaving Carolina too. Yeah. And spoiler alert, he won't be going to New England. Trust no, me. that he doesn't fit that system, not at all. What a, what a PC way of saying that, Ryan. God bless you. Um, he uh, he's also his stock is also too high, and they're they're not they don't look at him as a pet project where they can build up on the cheap into a stud again. So. He won't be there for at least a couple of years. Okay, that's fair. That's a that's a fair way to get there. So let's roll into uh, to the guys. This is this can be hard because normally I'm scrolling through the Canucks lineup and figuring out who I gotta, you know, tar up for, uh, you know, 
their their next big week that's about to happen because usually I throw out the bump you know by calling out a player that doesn't deserve to be there and they end up scoring a goal or two in the next two games mm-hmm. and then I jump to Twitter and say see what I tell you yeah you're so, welcome you're welcome Canucks fans it you're happened how many times has it happened this year Ted uh, I would say just about every time you've done it actually it's it's pretty impressive <laughs> I'll, I'll be five or six times unfortunately those lottery really, tickets don't translate when he's saying stuff like Jay Beagle you're a, you're a guy. But everybody knows Jay Beagle's a guy, but then he says he's a guy and he scores. Like, I don't know how that happens. Jay Beagle is the guyest guy ever. He fucking sucks so much. In the last, like, (laughs) month leading up to this block, like, you could have put him on a breakaway with an empty net and he would have figured out a way to, like, back pass it to nobody. Like, he's miserable. Actually, it looks like someone's joined the chat. Jay Beagle. How did you get Jay Beagle on this, Ted? If you want to just re-say what you just said, yeah. Oh, there was a free penalty killing shift, so he showed up. <laughs> Anybody need a shot blocked? Oh, okay, shit, sorry, guys. Yeah. I'll just go. I got nothing. Yeah. So I'm going to go for my guy of the week. I'm going to go with, uh, oh, man. I mean, I th- the low the low-hanging fruit would be the COVID, so I'm not going to not going to get that one. That's too easy. So I'm gonna go with uh, the I'm gonna my my guy of the week is uh, the hoarder for the the current uh, crisis of uh, food food and uh, food and toilet paper. I mean everybody's told you that there's no problems going on as far as where food's coming from. If anyone lives in British Columbia, you're fully aware that uh, toilet paper is made in New Westminster, um, which you could probably drive down and pick up a pack and they'd sell it to you. It's that easy to get. So don't worry about it. When it comes to food, we don't need to be buying every single morsel of meat in the, you know, out in the deli or whatever. Like, guess what? There's going to be more. So you don't need to buy all of it and then screw the rest of us out of it so let's just chill out let's just get back to normal and i think we're going to be okay but don't ruin it for the rest of us and that's how you create the craziness very well put. so hoarders are my guy of the week <laughs> no way toilet paper's too easy that's a cop out ryan sorry what <laughs> i i included meat inspired me with this this nfl talk so uh guy of the week i feels like a really easy one for me like what the fuck was bill o'brien doing trading away deandre oh. hopkins for, for dj how apparently it was over some i don't know if you saw this michael Irvin thing but it was a super weird argument that they had and he even compared deandre to like aaron hernandez and was like i think it's weird that your baby mama show up on oh on no sites and because he's got like kids with you know different women and stuff like that, and no. he's a distraction to the team, and he's become bigger and has too much influence over the offense. But I just don't understand how you can give up a pick, get rid of arguably the best receiver in the NFL, receive a 28-year-old running back with not much tread left on the tire, and think that you came away the <laughs> on top of that trade. So Arizona is laughing. They should probably have been my dude of the week for for. I mean, I I think there was probably you know 29 other teams. Who were looking at that being like, I could have given you a better package. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah how come Brian, no one called me? Easy due to the week for me on this one, but. Guy of the week. Hmm. I'm going to go. Guy of the week. It's all right. It's all right. It's fine. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's, that's a guy right there. That's not something you want to be boasting about. Uh, my guy of the week will probably be there's a video going around of a bunch of spring breakers. And they're in Florida or yeah. so. Yeah, and yeah, like, well, And, like, they're idiots. They're really <laughs> fucking dumb people. And that's fine. But if you look at the video really closely, they look like there's something off about them. And I'm not here to body shame or, or insult somebody's appearance, but, like, these people, like, they aren't just dumb. They just look really, really dumb. And if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, I'll, uh, we'll get we'll get it to you. It's like a it's a CBS news video that's making the rounds. That's really popular. But it's like these dumb shithead twenty one year olds that are like, well, if I get coronavirus, oh no, I'm sorry. My my guy of the week is uh, is Vanessa Hudgens who was like, oh these, yeah, all these celebrities are so bored in quarantine that they just sit on Instagram live. Everybody's doing live. Everybody's live all the time, and they're just shooting their mouths off. And she is like. 
yeah, I don't know, like, uh, you know, like, yeah, the coronavirus is bad, but, like, old people, like, they're, if they're gonna die from it, like, they were gonna die, like, their health was already, like, jeopardized, and we were like, what the fuck is she talking about? She goes on the next day to give another Instagram story, it's like, hey guys, my, taking out of context, and I just want to apologize, and then, like, doesn't say or clarify anything, and then the best thing is, I'm like, fuck Vanessa Hudgens, what an idiot. How old is she? She's 31 years old. And she was talking like a 19-year-old. I'm like, this girl's 31 and she's just like shooting her mouth off like a moron? I had no idea she was that old. Yeah. I would have never guessed it. She is 31, was was the number one trend in the world on Twitter because literally the whole internet was like, this woman's 31 years, this should... Like, 31 and being a moron, so that's my guy. That's you know what? Guy. You know what I love about this? That what you just did, you pulled a Brady. Thank you. You, oh, you, 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 swap these. Yeah. you, you, uh, you didn't just pick one. You decided to, uh, to use a few options as, uh, as your guy. Usually what Brady does is he's like, well, I can't really just pick one, or I don't think I'm going to pick this week, and we're, we're, we're not hating on you, Brady. It's, that's your thing. <laughs> But uh, I just, as soon as you, as soon as you switched, I'm like, oh, it feels like home today. Yeah, we'll ask him to name his dude of the week, and he'd be like, yeah. So it's like, say it's a five-goal game. He'd be like, uh, dude of the week for me is Brock Besser. And I also really liked uh, Pedersen and Huge, and uh, Markson was also really good. <laughs> Those are my dudes of the week, all, yeah, all we 14 of them. He's going to rip us on his podcast, I know it. Um... Okay, man, as we come to the end of the episode here, um, you know, of course, we want to just give you some time to sort of uh, take the mic. Time is yours. Tell us what's going on with Pucks on Net. Um, where can the people find you? What do you guys got planned over the next little bit? And, uh, yeah, man, shameless plug time. Hit it. Uh, you can find our podcast just literally anywhere you get your podcast from. Just search Pucks on Net. You can go to PucksNet.ca. You can follow us on all social media platforms. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. Um, we should be, unless again the the Center for Disease Control tells us not to. But we definitely are enjoying the uh, the distraction podcast as well. And uh, I hope you guys are uh, are back next week too, because like you go, how many episodes are you guys in right now? This is uh this is the twenty seventh. This is uh, the Todd Bertuzzi original episode. Yeah, man. All my I was gonna say my advice for you guys is just to keep plugging out, keep plugging away, like keep putting out episodes and keep having fun doing this. And you know, you know, try not to miss a week. And there's going to be weeks where the last thing you want to do is talk about hockey, or you're sick of listening, or looking at your co-host idiot face. Uh, but, Ouch! This but got those, personal really quickly. But you know, those those feelings are going to pass, and like you know, and like to 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 get successful and, and to build an audience, just like just be consistent and just keep plugging away, and and it will come, and just. I think you guys are doing great stuff, and just just keep having fun with it. Don't be afraid to show personality. But that's my uh, that's my plug is just to give all my my kudos and my uh, attaboys to you boys, and I hope that you keep uh, plugging away with this show. That was sweet. That was really touching. It really was. <laughs> thanks, Dad. Well, thanks for the kind words, man. It was a lot of fun having you on. Absolutely, man. This is great. Thanks, Ry. And that will do it for another week of the PP1 podcast. Um, you can follow us, basically, you should know us by now, but if you don't, um, at the PP1 podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can find myself at always94. Um, you should know how to find that by now, too. Uh, my buddy Ted over there. Ted, how can we uh, track you down? Uh, you can find me at T3, so that's at T-E-E-3-R-E-E. It's probably too late. I probably can't change that now. So just mm. type in all those E's, and we'll get it done. Perfect. And uh, once again, thank you to Ryan Schapp, uh, budding superstar in with the Hamilton uh, Huskies. And uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, in the NHL draft soon enough. And uh, I think you got a promising career. Hey, I'm just going just gonna to remember that I'm... I'm the most important part of the team. Game revolves around me. I'm sick and tired of carrying my loser teammates on my back. They got my back so strong, my shoulders are so wide, so I can carry all these bums. And uh, you'll see me drafted in the 19th round of the uh, OHL Bantam Draft. And on that, on that note, we are out. See you guys. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel.
everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests the blue hotel hotline and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel Begins Friday, September 23rd. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.